Welcome again to the Business of Kush, the cannabis business podcast where your host Chip Schweiger, the Greenleaf CPA, and his guests talk about all the business side of the cannabis industry, including accounting, finance, investing, and news of the day. If you're a cannabis business owner, investor, or industry insider looking for the dopest tips to make more money, improve profits, and increase the value of your cannabis business, you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, Chip Schweiger. Hi, folks, and welcome to this week's episode of The Business of Kush, the podcast where you get one actionable tip each week to increase the value of your cannabis business. Now, for our regular listeners and subscribers, welcome back, and thanks for joining us again this week. I sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. And if you're a new listener, a very warm welcome to what in a short time has become one of the top cannabis business podcasts. So if you found yourself here for the first time, you're in great company. Now, once again, I'm your host, Chip Schweiger, the Greenleaf CPA. Yep, I'm that guy who's made it his mission to see you and your cannabis business grow. And just to set the table for the new listeners, I'm a 27-year veteran of public accounting and corporate finance. And I'm also the founder and managing member of a CPA firm that helps marijuana, hemp, and CBD businesses stay on the right side of tax, accounting, and finance, while also applying proven methodologies to help you and your cannabis business grow. And I created this podcast with you in mind. So maybe you're a cannabis entrepreneur who wants to make more money or build a more valuable cannabis business. Or perhaps you're an investor and are looking to keep your finger on the pulse of our industry. Well, I'll tell you, regardless of where you are in the cannabis community, or even if you're looking to get into the legal marijuana business, you're welcome here at the Business of Kush. And I hope you find value in these weekly episodes. We built this thing for you. So how you feel about the topics we discuss and the guests that we have and the episodes we record is super important. And I'm hoping that this week is no exception because we're going to talk about something really important to build the value of your cannabis business, but something that may seem a bit counterintuitive. But let's pause for a second and touch on geopolitics. Yes, we've got a lot of shit going on right now in Europe and in other places around the world, and it's a real problem. But you know what country always seems to rise above the fray and that everyone seems to like and admire? Yep, you're right. It's Switzerland. And I think a lot of it is because the Swiss are known to value their independence. Think about it. They don't use the euro currency despite being sandwiched between France and Germany. And they never officially pick sides in two world wars for fear of tying their wagon too closely to one geopolitical regime over the other. And that's why we give the name the Switzerland structure to a business model that is set up to be free of a reliance on a key customer, a key employee, or a supplier. So that's what we're going to talk about this week. Now, you probably already know that a customer or employee dependency can undermine the value of your cannabis business. But have you ever stopped to think about how one of your suppliers could also lead to a valuation drop if you ever want to sell your business? Well, acquirers want to invest in businesses that inoculate themselves against danger and being dependent on a supplier can be a risk. So a story. In 1994, Robert Hartline started selling phones in the back of his car, and by 2019, he had built Absolute Wireless into a chain of 56 wireless stores 
and over 350 employees. So a really nice business. Now, he had two main carriers that supplied him with the bulk of his data plans. Heartline was able to systemize his business while he grew by creating employee onboarding videos and delegating key processes for his new employees to follow. And we're going to come back to that in a bit. But back to Absolute Wireless. The business was a success and Heartline was riding high right up until 2020. And we know what happened. The pandemic hit and two of his wireless carriers merged, leaving Heartline's business spinning out of control. Now, one carrier assumed the dominant position in the marketplace and promptly delisted its legacy dealers from their Google search listings. Panicked about the abrupt change of posture from his wireless carrier, Heartline decided to sell to another dealer who was on better terms with the new, now dominant carrier. So fast forward a bit and Heartline agrees to an acquisition offer. But as diligence progressed, the carrier insisted Heartline drop 10 of his stores. And Heartline's acquirer promptly dropped the acquisition offer by over $4 million. So frustrated but still happy to get out, Heartline agreed to the lower number, only to be told the acquirer was also not prepared to pay cash and that he would ask them to finance almost half of their acquisition over time. So really, the happiest day of his life was getting, well, really complicated, right? Now, it's not all bad. Heartline went on to create successful businesses since his experience with Absolute Wireless and now prefers businesses that are not beholden to a major supplier. So what does this mean for you and your cannabis business, though? Well, if you find yourself too dependent on a supplier, make sure you invest in your customer relationships so that your customer thinks of themselves when buying from you, not your supplier. Next, consider cultivating a relationship with alternative suppliers, even if it costs you a point or two in margin in the short term. Over time, the diversity of suppliers will allow you to avoid the valuation discount you incur when you become too dependent on a single supplier. Now, everything we talked about related to suppliers also holds true for customers and for key employees. So let's start with the employee situation. Let's say you have one employee, a sales manager, who has all the relationships, talks to all the customers, and even works with several of your suppliers. Basically, he or she does everything. I mean, it's a great situation, right? You've successfully delegated. Well, what happens when this key employee gets poached by a competitor? If that's the key contact for all of your customers and several suppliers, you're going to be in a really big shithole. Which brings us back to Switzerland and the value of really being kind of, what do they call it? Fickle, I guess. Yes, it's super important to keep your customers happy and especially those that buy a lot of stuff from you. But if you think back to episode 16, we talked about one of the best ways to turbocharge your cannabis business is by selling more stuff to more people. And a few episodes later in episode 18, we talked about one of the factors about being a hub and spoke owner, and that was that you get all of the sports tickets. Well, the same is probably true for the sales manager. They have all the relationships, they get all the tickets, and they're involved in every sale. And therefore, the risk of them leaving is huge. So your tip for this week is it's critically important to diversify your suppliers and your customers, and yes, your employee dependency. But I know what you're thinking. How do I do something like this with all the other demands of growing your business? And oh, by the way, Chip, you keep telling us all the time to delegate, delegate, delegate. 
Well, yes, delegation is important because it frees up time for you to devote to those important duties that add the most value to your cannabis business and make you the most money. Well, guess which one of those important value-added duties is? Yep, getting out and building relationships with customers. And I mean all kinds of customers. And the same is true for building relationships with suppliers. And again, I mean all kinds of suppliers. Don't leave this to that one employee because when they pick up their toys and leave, well, you know the rest. One of the most important roles for the cannabis CEO is relationship building. Of all the things you've heard me say about delegation, this is one where a little bit of delegation can go a long way. In fact, so much so that you really should only be delegating to free up time for you to focus on value-added work like relationship building. So, Go grab a cup of coffee with them. Go break bread over a meal or have a smoke sesh with them. Whatever you need to do to cultivate strong relationships with a broader range of customers and suppliers so that you're not so dependent on that one key employee. I think you'll find that this will work if you get yourself out there to do it. So maybe just start with scheduling just one day a month for relationship building. Just one day and then build that up more and more and maybe when you're doing it one day a week and truth be told, that's probably enough. You don't need to overdo it, but you do need to do it. Now, if you're concerned about overdoing it, drop me a note at chip at thegreenleafcpa.com and I'll send you a really cool ebook called The Four Degrees of Delegation that I think can help. And I'll put this in the show notes as well. Okay. Let's get to our last segment, and that's the one that we call News of the Day. News of the Day. All right, let's get to our first article. Actually, you know what? We're going to do two today from MJ Biz. So the first one from MJ Biz Daily, the headline is, Key U.S. Senator Says He's Open to Medical Marijuana Legalization. Yep, that's right. Lindsey Graham, a leading U.S. Republican senator, opposes the marijuana legalization bill that was passed on Friday by the U.S. House of Representatives, but says he's open to legalizing medical cannabis. Now, that might be an important message, not only in terms of possible pathways to federal reform, but also might resonate in Graham's home state of South Carolina, where state lawmakers are considering right now legalizing medical marijuana. So his quote was, Medical marijuana, I've heard from many people in our state, and it seems to have some value. And this is what Graham told the Charleston, Carolina, South Carolina TV station, WCSC, on Friday. He said, quote, if you can show me, and I think there's evidence that it's helpful, then medical marijuana idea I'd be open to. So now you may remember hours earlier, the U.S. House passed for the second time in its history a comprehensive federal marijuana legalization bill called the Moore Act. And now the measure has probably little chance of passing the Senate, honestly, uh, and this is what experts are saying, where it would need really the support of at least 10 Republicans. And even in the larger House, only three Republicans supported the bill. But in South Carolina, medical cannabis legislation and legalization is making progress. So the state Senate passed a restrictive measure called the South Carolina Compassionate Care Act in February. And the bill is on Thursday's agenda of South Carolina's House Medical, Military, Public, and Municipal Affairs Committee after receiving a favorable recommendation by the Health and Environmental Affairs Subcommittee. So the reason I mention this is even though 
the bill that was passed last Friday in the House is probably not going to see the light of day. Maybe it will. I hope it does. But I'm just not that optimistic about it reading the tea leaves. One of the important re- things that we should be looking at right now is where some of these key senators, and especially the Republicans, uh, where they are coming out on this. And if there's a path to legalizing federally some sort of marijuana We'd like to see recreational, of course, but if we can even get medical marijuana, I think that would be a good first step. So this is an interesting story, I think. All right, let's see. In our second article, as I mentioned, also from MJ Biz Daily, is about one of my newest favorite states, and that's New Mexico. So the headline reads, New Mexico adult use marijuana sales surpass 3.5 million in the first three days. So New Mexico's new adult-use marijuana market recorded more than $3.52 million worth of sales from a market launch on Friday through Sunday. So day one of the adult-use sales totaled roughly almost $2 million, followed by Saturday sales of about $1 million and Sunday sales of more than $550,000, according to figures that the New Mexico Regulation and Licensing Department provided to MJ Biz Daily. So medical marijuana sales for the same three days totaled roughly $1.7 million in the state. And they, the state regulators reported that 29, over 29,000 adult-use cannabis transactions occurred on Friday, followed by 18,000 transactions on Saturday and over 10,000 transactions on Sunday. And that's a total of 50, almost 58,000 transactions for the three-day period. And they also reported almost 30,000 medical marijuana transactions over the same period. So just as a reminder, New Mexico has been legal for medical marijuana for a couple of years, uh, but last Friday on April 1st went fully legal for recreational marijuana, adult use marijuana. So the upcoming 2022 MJ Biz Factbook projects annual adult use cannabis sales worth as much as $125 million for New Mexico this year. And I'll tell you, I talked with a client today who opened uh, dispensaries in New Mexico, and in one of his dispensaries, he said he did over $30,000 in his first three days, uh, which is really pretty good. Uh, seeing that he didn't do really any advertising. So the appetite and the atmosphere in New Mexico is ripe. So the southwestern state has a population of roughly $2.1 million, but cross-border cannabis shoppers, and this is interesting, cross-border cannabis shoppers from neighboring Texas are expected to help boost sales. And that's really why I mentioned this article. Look, the story in New Mexico is great. I was there, uh, as I said before, for Lucky Leaf Expo a couple about a month or so ago, and have really enjoyed the passion around cannabis and around recreational marijuana that New Mexicans have. But I think that the real story here is Texas is now litigation uh, or legalization locked, I guess you'd say. Uh, You've got uh, New Mexico that's got recreational marijuana. You've got Oklahoma that has a very robust medical marijuana program. You've got Arkansas that has a medical marijuana program. And so I mention it that it will be interesting to watch, especially the border cities in New Mexico and the border communities, how much of a bump they get from neighboring Texas as they continue on their path of of 
adult use uh, marijuana. And so we'll see if that $125 million for New Mexico this year, that projection is right. I think it's actually going to be more, but we'll see. Hey, quick question for you. Are you liking what you're hearing on the business of Kush? Well, if so, please consider dropping us a note at our website at bizofkush.com. Now, if you do go there, you'll see that we've got every episode with the show notes and a place for you to ask questions or to provide feedback on what you'd like to hear more of. Now, this show is for you, so if you're stuck on something in your cannabis business, let us know, and we'll help you dig into it. So head on over to bizofkush.com, and please drop us a note. And even if you just want to say hi, we'd love to hear from you, either in a comment or you can leave us a voice message while you're there. And also, one last reminder, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and we're on Twitter, and all of them are at bizofkush. So let's connect. And with that, we're done for this week. Thanks again for your continued support of the podcast and look forward to you joining us again next week. We'll see you. You've been listening to The Business of Kush, the podcast for cannabis business owners, investors, and industry insiders. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to this podcast. It's easy to do by clicking on that subscribe button or follow button. And you can also follow us on social media at at Biz of Kush or visit us on the web at www.thegreenleafcpa.com forward slash listen. We'll catch you in the next episode. And thanks again for listening to The Business of Kush.